You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, Christian parenting has its challenges these days. We don't need to cite many news stories for you to get the feeling that, yeah, that's true. How do we navigate the cultural waters? Well, there's upcoming events next week at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church at their Institute for Faith and Culture. You might want to be a part of. The host or the speaker for the event is Hillary Morgan Ferrer, and it's all about Christian parenting in a post-Christian world. Hillary, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. What is, before we go into the event, what is Mama Bear Apologetics and how did you get into this? Yes, Mama Bear Apologetics was started probably around 2015, 2016, um, when I was made aware that there's a large demographic of women who won't read something unless it's written by women for women. Um, so my mind kind of immediately went from, you know, who's, who's training the women to who's training the moms? Um, because moms are, I mean, a lot of times that is the one that the kids go to first for all their questions. And so at the time, I thought the Lord was calling me to commission someone else for this ministry. Um, But really, our focus isn't as much on how to parent as to how can we break down what is going on in culture and put it into kid language and then give parents the tools to talk about what's going in. And so the irony with this is since I don't actually have children myself, but I have been a teacher, that um, I realized that uh, I have something that moms don't have, which is time to research. And so that's kind of how I stumbled into this ministry. And so my, my own version of motherhood is helping to equip moms and really helping to equip parents. Um, it's good information for, for dads and moms out there uh, just to understand what's going on in the culture, how to break it down, and how to talk to uh, young people about it. And over three nights next week, you're going to take this from different angles. I know for the first night, you talk about diagnosing doubts. Can you just give us an overview of how you start this three-day seminar? Yes, so I'm kind of going into the um, how to understand the individual, how to interact with community, and then how to engage our kids with culture. And we're kind of using the dumpster fire du jour on that in terms of we're going to really focus in on sexuality for that third day. But the understanding the individual, doubt is one of those things that is very multifaceted, and it moves from one area to another within ourselves, and it's best addressed at its source. And a lot of people have this kind of you know, everything's a nail and I've got a hammer kind of mentality when it comes to doubt, but really understanding how doubt works, how doubt moves, and how, uh, where, how you can spot where the real source is. Because people give well-meaning advice on, oh, just read your Bible more or just pray more or just have more faith. And they don't realize that it can be, um, it, it can stem from trauma. It can stem from unanswered questions. It can stem from Um, a variety of things, maybe family dynamics that they had growing up that they don't realize why they have this aversion to Christianity. They they can't quite put their finger on it. And so this helps them put their finger on where that started and how they can start moving back towards faith, um, addressing their particular type of doubt. We're going to look at the other two sessions that'll be happening in the next two days also, or next week, but in a three-day period. Um, In just a moment, we'll do that. But there's also a time of Q&A after these sessions, correct? And what's it, what's, what is the most common question you get, I guess, when it's talking about doubt? Because this is really a concern for a lot of parents. I think one of the, it's, it's not as much of a question as it's usually a story. Mm. Where And I, I do believe we are going to have Q&A. We're also going to have table talk during the classes. Um, we're going to have everybody sitting at tables and there'll be purposeful a small group discussion that they can do. But 
doubt is one of those things that everybody has a story. And since everybody thinks their story is absolutely unique, just in hearing so many of these throughout the years, I've been able to kind of say, well, I'm seeing something enter in on this, you know, I'm seeing it enter in maybe with some of the classes they took in college, or I'm seeing this enter in and the fact that I've, honestly, sometimes it's because they spend so much time online or they've gotten really into like anime. There, there's just all these things that you, it would never occur to a lot of people that this is kind of a foothold for taking someone out of the faith. Um, and so it, it's really just kind of a story of what do I do? And then probably one of the most common questions I get is um, my kids are already old. Uh, they, they've already grown up and they've left the faith. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be an important time, maybe even together around that table to encourage one another, hear each other's stories, and then find out how to respond. Can you tell us what the ROAR method is? <laughs> Absolutely. So the ROAR method stands for recognize the message, um, objectively discern, so offer objective discernment, argue for a healthier approach, and then reinforce these ideas through discussion, discipleship, and prayer. So this is kind of a way that we, uh, we, we came up with as a team for how parents can really talk to their kids about the cultural issues that they're seeing out there. So recognizing the message is super important because it's like you're kind of looking at what are some of the hidden assumptions that are coming in with this, this movie, with this statement, with this argument, or with this song even. Um, what are some of those hidden messages? What are the assumptions? What is their worldview? How can we recognize what that is? And for offer objective discernment, we're not just saying, we're not just poking holes in stuff. We're looking for, number one, what can we agree on? What is something that this person is bringing a legitimate point? What is something that they are honing in on that we can affirm? And so that's what we want to do to build bridges to say, I see this problem. This problem that you're seeing, I see it too. And then maybe bringing in, but this is where I think some of the lies have snuck in. So we're separating the good from the bad, accepting the good rejecting the bad. Um, Argue for a healthier approach. We're taking the things that we've affirmed, like these could be good motives. They could be a a problem that's correctly identified and saying, how does scripture and how do a Christian worldview actually address this to where we're actually getting a solution that is going to be lasting solution and not just a worldly solution that, that really doesn't solve the problem. And then reinforcing the discussion, discipleship, and prayer. We talk about what are some of the different questions you can ask your kids What are some things we can do together as a family to reinforce this worldview? And if we are coming against something that is a spiritual battle, which we know that everything we come against is going to have some kind of spiritual aspect to it, how do we just very pointedly pray through that? I would think that's a method or without even saying it almost, you can kind of train your children. They're they're sometimes better at doing this than we are because I think think I'm old enough that a lot of stuff – slides by me where with my kids, they catch yeah. up on a lot of things and they might actually be better at this than me if, if we were to train them. Yeah. So several of our mama bears talk about once they start to have been teaching the kids this method, they will be the ones putting the TV on, on pause and saying, Hey mom, come in here. Did I see this correctly? Do you see this? Did you catch that? And they're wanting to almost do the roar technique with their parents. Um, and there was one mama bear that contacted me a while back that her six-year-old would yell out in the middle of a movie theater, bad worldview. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I were in that movie theater, I would want to go give that mom a, a handshake and a high five. <laughs> Wait, who could be a mama bear? Can I ask that? So uh, we say that mama bears are for mother of biological, adopted, foster, or spiritual children. So I think um, for women, I think a lot of us have kind of this mothering instinct, whether or not we have our own children or not. You see this even in young girls who love babysitting, 
Um, and so I, I think it's just anyone who is really uh, wanting to equip the next generation, wants to spend time, wants to answer those questions, wants to help them work out their, you know, as the as scripture says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. How can we understand this as a holistic? So really it can be anywhere. And don't get me wrong. We love our papa bears. We love our nana bears. We love our grandpapa bears. I think that um, this, this is a community event where we are all looking to disciple the next generation. It's Christian parenting in a post-Christian world, and it's happening next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evenings at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. Thanks to the Institute for Faith and Culture, there is a cost, and we've got more information at our website, ericandbridget.org. This last lesson, this third session that you're in, it might be the hardest one for us to really figure out because it's understanding the enemy's new playbook when it comes to sex and how this whole thing has changed. This has become very difficult, hasn't it? It has. And in fact, uh, this was the book I never wanted to write. And if you look in the acknowledgments, I say that this was like the definition of what it means for me to conquer fear um, because the, the publisher kept wanting me to write this book. And I felt like someone put a plate of spaghetti in front of me and said, now organize this. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, and I think that maybe in some ways that was purposeful, because I think that's how a lot of parents are feeling like this is so complicated. This isn't just one of those my hormones are raging and I want to have sex. What do I do? This is so much more complicated than what it used to be because we start getting into a lot of the politics. We get what to the what the schools are teaching. We get uh, what is trying to be normalized, what is trying to be um, praised in society, and how do we address all those with that love, grace, and truth that Christ absolutely addresses it um, uh, addresses everything with. You know, Hillary. How does a parent combat maybe some weariness when it comes to just what feels like sometimes this this cultural fight in raising the next generation these days? Yeah, I, I think that when you say, how does a parent combat weariness? I think they do it the same way that they do when they have a newborn and they are not sleeping by the grace of God. Um, and it's one of those things where I think it's just being willing to recognize that we are not called to a walk in the park. We are called to battle. There's a reason why Scripture uses so many battle references, and there are times that we need to pull away and be able to refresh ourselves. But being able to understand that we're in a battle, sometimes just knowing to expect what to expect is the first is the first um, step. But secondly, I think so many of this, uh, apologetics has gotten this reputation of just being like this mind dump of information and all these studies I have to memorize. Uh, The kind of apologetics that we do as as parents a lot of times isn't having to give our kids more facts, um, but really being able to look at what's already happening around us and how do we address it in the moment. In fact, there was a study that uh, one of our other mama bears studied um, or or that that she um, researched where They were talking about the way girls make decisions, uh, and they looked at parents that sheltered their kids versus parents who talked through things with their kids as things were going on. And the ones where they talked through issues, not sheltering them, not trying to hide, you know, all the bad decisions that are made, but actually talking through it, they were actually made better decisions later on. So I think it's really just seizing the moment, being willing to kind of open your eyes and see what's going on around you. And noticing, seeing what your kids are noticing, and then being willing to talk about it, being willing to say, well, I don't have an answer to that, but let's try to get an answer. Maybe setting aside family time for, you know, this is pizza night where, you know, you use the plastic plastic plates and stuff like that. So there's no cleanup, there's no cooking, and that's going to be our time to study something, or that's going to be our time to 
to go through some of the questions we've had during the week, maybe having a notebook where, you know, questions pop up. Oh, go put that in the notebook. And we're going to look at that on Thursday night because that's our pizza night where we talk about the, the tough questions. Just little things like this, I think incorporating it into your schedule as opposed to trying to um, just doing too much all at once. And I think there's grace for the Lord to be giving us energy that we never thought we'd have. To, I, I think parents in general, I, I'm always just amazed at what they are capable of doing just uh, with as, as busy as this world is. So just relying on the Lord, knowing that what he's given, he will give you energy for what he's called you to. And so just being willing to do that. Yeah. You said something key there, Hillary. You said battle plan. And I think we understand we're in a battle, but we just don't have a plan. And I think yeah. these three days here, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the 6th through the 8th, are going to be key in helping us plan more on how to we how do we have these discussions uh, how do we mm-hmm. find help when we need that how do we um, have a team that rallies around us and supports us in this battle plan so this will be really really key Hillary thank you for your time we do appreciate you uh, spending just a few minutes with us and spending a lot more time next week we appreciate it Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. It's Christian Parenting in a Post-Christian World. All the details at our website, ericandbridget.org.